if he, I may have to run him out during the show. So why is it to take a dump or what? Well, I don't know if he might or not. You know, he's we we don't know if he's getting the dementia stuff or whatever. So we'll we'll have to see there. But anyway, hey fish, we are live. I was just talking about my doggy Nike here. Hey, what a great opening weekend for the XFL. I got to tell you, I I watched it and you everything you said hit the nail right on the head. I it was it was decent football. Um, there were some names of of guys from college that were decent college players. Some head coaches that were big NFL names were there too. I thought I thought it was actually a really good opening weekend for them. Absolutely, I love. Well, you know, you know me. I watched every game, and it was nice. You know, the the Rock and his ex wife Danny Garcia owned the league, and this the energy that that guy exudes is worth watching. And he just, he always always said it's about the fifty fourth guy. There's fifty three guys on an NFL roster. I recognize a lot of names, but I watched the Vegas Vipers started out the weekend against the Arlington. Uh, uh, I think the Roughnecks. I forgot what their name was. But great game came down to the final play for a two. You know they have a one, a two, and a three point play. There's the bottom line. These teams have only practiced for maybe three or four weeks, so you saw the offensive lines are behind the rest of the uh, the skill positions and, the, and as far as the rooms. But uh, I, I was impressed with the level of play. And I was impressed with the crowds. San Antonio, twenty five thousand. DC last night. The DC Defenders played the Seattle Sea Dragons, and good crowds and good games. Yeah, I I agree. I I thought it was. I love the 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 onside kick changes. I, I think that's really good to help help the get this the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, they had a comeback win against uh, San Antonio. Um, after they scored, they get the ball back on the twenty five yard line, uh, and, and it's a fourth and fifteen conversion. AJ McCarron, former Alabama quarterback, threw for one play and then scored, and they actually won the game. I think that's actually a cool rule. I think it's something the NFL might need to look at. What do you think? The kickoff rule too is great. You're gonna, you're gonna. Yeah. It just it allows for less head injuries. The, the exactly the fourth and fifteen is a phenomenal rule. By the way, you hit a guy named Austin Prohl, who is Ricky Prohl's son. Ricky Prohl's a wide receivers wow. coach. There's a nice father son moment there. Ricky Prohl had a touchdown. He was a big part of that 1999 Ram team, the the greatest show on turf. So there's a lot of great stories. Wade Phillips, Rod Woodson, Heinz Ward, Anthony Beck. A lot of these coaches, like you said, are uh, are NFL names. And you're going to see the level of play get better as these guys get more immersed in their practices. And, again, I mean, I'm, I'm watching Josh Gordon make great plays for Seattle. He's Here's a name we all know. He played with your, yeah. your, your wife's team, the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. I'm into spring football, and I'll end it with I was very impressed with the first weekend. Absolutely. Right with you there. All right, folks, welcome to Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas from Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fish Schneider. You got questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Hey, Fish, did, did you get the tampon that I sent you? Yeah, it was great. You know, you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't do a woke culture thing here. And I, I'm so down on that we can't tell jokes at a bar anymore that might offend somebody. Tiger Woods gave, was it Justin Thomas? Yep. A tampon. And the inference was either you're a woman or you're a pussy. That's it. And everyone didn't want to say it. We'll say it here on Daily Fish. I don't think he did it to get any video coverage of it. But there's a where he's an idiot. Two reasons why Tiger's an idiot. One, when he used to stay in hotels, when he cheated on his wife, he walk into a bar and pick up on a girl. You always have your assistants do that for you. All right. 
Two, there's cameras everywhere. John Daly writes books about cameras everywhere. Check out, we do film, we do shows on cameras. How do you not know that someone wouldn't pick that up? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say, um, you know, and I understand why it's sexist and demeaning to, to some women. Um, and, you know, at the same time, too, I would say the same thing to Tiger. I like what you do because your relationship with JT and the guys is great. And that's the way I act when I'm playing golf with the guys. The problem is, is that the audience wasn't just JT. The audience was the crowd. And also, I would say to Tiger, you also had the TV audience. So he definitely had to go and, you know, he had he had to apologize. Now, on the other hand, I spoke to some friends about it. We were out with a, with, with a bunch of guys and gals that we play golf with. And none of the women were were upset with it. They actually thought it was very, very funny. And here's the, here's the thing is that I, I'm going to guarantee you this. My wife, Terry, at some point is going to do that to me because she hits the ball a long way. And there are times where she will outdrive me. And you, the usual joke is, oh, you're on statted me. Well, I think she's going to change that. She's, I think she's going to throw a tampon at me at some point. That's what I'm predicting. I'm going to segue into defending Daily Fish and what we did last week. So I got a lot of um, negative comments and I've got a lot of positive comments and people ask me where to get this product. We did quick, real quick. We did a swag last week with one of the Kardashian girls who was promoting <laughs> um, a vagina gummy. All right. And I, I, I just want to say that if we think that's something good, if, if it promotes health in anyone, first of all, if you're 16 watching this show, you're 70 or 80, if you have sex, it's a great thing. It's comforting. If you love someone, it's a great form of love. It's fun. It's experimental. And if you're doing it to improve your health, if there's nothing worse than smells, boogers, or anything when you're having your first thing of sex or second thing of sex, if you're doing something to promote it, it's not funny. <laughs> if you're doing something to promote an experience that's supposed to be fun and exhilarating, why not? Okay, and women, some women, it's not their fault. They have a problem. And if there's a product out there that could help it, I mean, if I, I'll tell you this, and I'll end it on this, and you'll agree, because John, John, you're a victim of this. If you have if you have erectile dysfunction, ED, there's commercials everywhere, everywhere about it for him's products and this, and you see everybody going your car turn on serious radios. If you have male erectile dysfunction injuries, there's clinics for it. If there's things that help men do it. Why can't something be out there to help women do it? And why is that abrasive when we talk about it? So if you're pissed off at me, go go F yourself. I'm trying to help women smell better and taste better. And guess what? A lot of people have reached out to me and said, Fish, where can we get this product? And give the Kardashians yeah. credit. You can hate them as much as you want. But they're brilliant in marketing themselves and, the, and their clothing line and their cosmetics line. And now they have a gummy. You know, I just wonder this, John, because, you know, you're kind of conservative. Why don't you try the vagina gummy so next time when she throws you a tampon, he might show it up the other side of your body. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's also, it's, it's about women's health too. So right. I, I agree with you 100% there. Um, so Fish, let me ask you this. Who is Tyson Fury? Do you know who Tyson Fury is? You know, it's funny. I thought it was a Marvel comic guy. You know, it's a new <laughs> Ant-Man, Tyson Fury's leading the Aquaman guys against the evil invaders from, from Mars. Yeah, Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion of the world, but uh, I know where you're going with this because boxing is something that was very dear to you and I when we were younger, and we knew yeah. every, we knew every, we knew the heavyweight champ was Muhammad Ali, we knew the welterweight champion was Sugar Ray Leonard, we knew the Alexis Aguayo was a lightweight champion, we knew all the champions and all the classes. But lead us into this, man. It's a law. That's a loss. That's a lot. 
it's almost like the lost world of Atlantis, the world of boxing. It really has. And, you know, if you think about it, I, I mean, you know, I had to I still had to go look up Tyson Fury to make sure it was him who, who was the number one. And, you know, and, you know, and obviously there's, you know, when we were kids, you know, you're right. We, we knew all that stuff. I, I think there, there's some big reasons. First, uh, I don't know that there's any more superstars in boxing. We don't have the Muhammad Ali's anymore. I mean, really, Mike Tyson was kind of the last one. And, you know, and Mike, you know, had a little you know, crazy reputation as well. Uh, I think some of the boxing promoters, I think, hurt hurt the game. Um, you know, mixed martial arts and UFC is, is much more popular now, especially with the younger generation. Um, there's so many other sports to watch now that I think are probably more exciting, and that would include the UFC. Um, and then I think the fourth reason is just the, the violence of it, even though the UFC, I think, is, is even more violent and more scary. Um, and I think people are just kind of, there are people that are turn, turned off by it. I mean, there are, you know, would you let your kid go into boxing as a, no, you probably wouldn't. You wouldn't even let your kid go into football. My parents would let me play football. So I think those are some of the reasons there that it's changed, but it's a, it's a different world from when you and I grew up. Yeah, it is, man. First of all, I disagree with you. Boxing is not, boxing is actually an art. I took boxing class. It's an uh -huh. art. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's controlled trying to jab, get the knockout. So as far as being as violent, not even close to UFC, and then with Dana Weiss promoting with the, with the slap contest, which is huge, blowing up. We're a more violent society. So the UFC has taken over boxing. That's why it's lost. We'll have a guy named John Hyatt on, on the show who produces the boxing show for years live here in Las Vegas. And he's a big, big advocate of boxing. But he realizes also that the UFC uh, and the MMC and even, even wrestling has taken over uh, and, and and like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Also, there's not there was personalities in boxing when we were young. Muhammad Ali was the greatest personality probably in sports history. Yeah. He was a boxer, heavyweight champion. He was an ambassador for the United States for many countries. President sent them over to talk to Arab nations that we couldn't get it get dialogue with. Doesn't happen. I mean, there's I can't name you one boxer. It's a real big personality, except Vitaly Klitschko. Klitschko is a mayor of yeah. Kiev. Yeah. In in in, uh, in the Ukraine, and he's done great stuff, and he was a heavyweight champion. But it's too bad. I hate when I see sports that that uh, were so popular when we were younger go away. And it's 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 also the analogy is, uh, by, before my mother became a customer at Paramount Studios, she was a travel agent. All right, travel agencies went away with the internet. So as yeah. things get libraries, I'm seeing libraries closing left and right. That's a political thing. Because people just go on, they go online and get a book. Yeah. You want to read something about Ben Franklin? Go online, send it to your send it to your Kindle or your or computer. So that's a whole other story for another another time. Um, I loved. I used to love to go to the library. Remember those old cards you looked at? You get the oh, sure. You know, you're, looking, you're looking for Robert Frost. You go to go to the F's and you, and yeah. you had to have that the little thing that said you got to have it back in two weeks to stamp. You were late on returning your book. That's a fine. So yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, it's it's you know we got to we're, give lo up we're losing stuff. our history, John. We're losing our history, and um, yeah, but I love the art of boxing. That, you know, it also means, and, and I agree with you, but it also means things are are moving on because we're we're actually probably hopefully making things more efficient and better. We're just we're we're changing as far as things went, which which leads to uh, talking about you know sports records. I mean, you and I talk about sports records all the time. Um, do do they matter anymore? I mean, because things. You know, sports has changed dramatically. Do you do you think sports records are still the same? Can we still compare and contrast from today's to the past? I, I think we're losing a little bit of that. What do you think? 
I, I'm with you. I, I, I sort of fall. If my dad was alive, God rest his soul. Um, he would say that Jim Brown's the greatest running back of all time because he loved watching Jim Brown play. If, you, if you're watching this, you saw Jim Brown play. I, I'm, uh, I'm too young. John, you might have seen a couple of years of yeah. this guy play. Yeah, I saw him play. Yeah. You can't compare errors. That's one thing I can't stand. You can't get, you can't compare stats because in every sport, guys are bigger and stronger. But where I have a problem, baseball is great because it. I don't know. You'll tell me this. I don't know when it went from 154 games to 162. But it was at 19, least 35. 1962 was the first year. Okay, so so great. So all so all the records based for the last 50, 60 years uh, are in the same category of games. Same with basketball and same with hockey. I brought this subject up when we when we had a little meeting about it is because football and everyone's talking about the NFL went from 14 to 16 games in the late 70s, and now it's 17 games. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I you know if a guy gets the rushing record and he does it in the 17th game. Is there an asterisk next to it? I think so, because the game was so long that for 16 games for 30, 40 years that you have to. But they don't do that now. They'll they'll say, OK, well, this guy threw for 5,200 yards and the record was was 5,116 games. I, I think it deserves an asterisk, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably just a hater when it comes to that. Well, let me give you another asterisk that could be happening really soon. Do you know who Antoine Davis is? You ever heard of him? The basketball player, right? Right. Basketball uh, yeah, player. I think so. yeah. he could very soon be the all-time leading scorer in college basketball, surpassing, get this, Pistol Pete Maravich. Now, this kid, this kid is good, uh, but he's no Pistol Pete. He's a senior at Detroit Mercy. Uh, he's uh, only about 150 points shy of Pistol Pete's 3,482 career points. Uh, he can probably do it in Conference USA tournament. Um He's going to need those games. They're going to have to go. They're, they're not that good of a team. They're not going to make the NCAA. Uh, he is definitely a prolific scorer. But he's playing in a conference USA. He's not playing in the Southeast Conference of the Big East. But compare him to Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete never played in the three-point era. If he did, he would be incredible to see how many points he would have had. In 1969, when there was just two points, he averaged 44 points a game. According to some research, he could have he could have had 60 points in that. So, you know, to me, you know, and I hope this kid gets it, you know, even though he's, it's going to be close, depending on how many games he has. And he's a good he's a good ball player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think there's got to be an asterisk there. The fact that, you know, Pistol Pete didn't play in the three point era. What'd you say about that? Well, let's let's inform the audience. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, for the younger view, uh, viewers and listeners, was Magic Johnson before Magic Johnson. It was that great. The, the way he handled a basketball uh, reminded me of a guy that you went to your college for our older viewers and listeners named Ernie DiGregorio went to Providence. There's a way these guys, Magic Johnson, Pistol Pete, and Ernie D handled the basketball with such grace and agility that it opened up the, the, the lanes for other guys to make shots. And that's, you know, you've got guys nowadays, I mean, Steph Curry's phenomenal. But so when you compare anyone to breaking P- Pistol Pete Maravich's record, it's a huge record, and it's a record. I mean, you know, it, it's it, I don't care what conference you're in. Conference USA, if you break a record, you break a record. I mean, it's it's Conference USA is still Division One conference, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Division One. Yeah. Yeah. Break the record, and baby. And they've got their conference. So if he does, great. So the problem is, is their teams, the teams, thirteen and sixteen. So you know, they're not going to the NCAA. They're not going to the NIT. So he's going to have to do it in the in the conference championship, and they're going to have to hope because I think he needs. Probably needs about 
three or four games of, uh, you know, probably about 35 points or more in each game. But he's a good player. If you get a chance to go take a look at him, he, he's actually he's a really, really good, uh, good ball player. All right. Um, speaking of which, Fish, when you're watching games, do you ever tune out the announcers? Again, uh, this pisses off a lot of our listeners and viewers, but we always refer to the past, to the Kirk Gowdies and the Pat Summerall's and the Vince Scully's. And even in the past, these guys had more personalities and they had more sense of humor. And Howard Cosell used to drink in the booth during Monday Night Football. He threw up on Don <laughs> Meredith's boots. You know, you can't, you know, and, and the guy smoked cigarettes on the sideline. There, there was a there was a more guy in a bar like a podcast is two guys in a bar talking two guys in a booth. Yes, because if I'm watching a Raider game and I'm a junkie Raider fan, I know the team better than they do. They go and prep for three or four days. That being said, there's great announcers out there, but I've never watched a, any sport event for the announcer. I never got excited for an announcer because I, I, I'm more into the game. Um, that being said, I think the analogy I'll give you is that you watch all these sports shows in the morning, John, from First Take to Colin Coward to Shannon and uh, Undisputed with Shannon and Skip Bayless. They all try to outdo each other and I'll say something that'll get you interested and glue your eyes and have... You and I talk about it on a podcast. Whoever's doing a podcast. Yeah. Same thing that I, I see it now with announcers right now. They're trying to catch phrase. They're trying to do something. They're trying to be cool. The lost art is, and Tony Romo had it and lost it. Greg Olson had it in the Super Bowl. Explain up. Give me some. Give me some insight in the play. You think it's going to happen. And when it happens, wow. That's because you played the game and you knew it. Give us a funny story. You know, when Brian Cranston talked about, um, when Brian Cranston talked about Vin Scully, uh, it was phenomenal uh, about the, the storytelling. That's it. Yeah, it's a lost art. Yeah, and I would I would agree. I would put Vin Scully in there as the one that I, I would watch or I would listen right. because of Vin Scully a little bit more than even the game. Um, uh, I, I I don't tune in again. I was in the broadcast business, so I, I like to see how certain broadcasters are going to portray the game. Uh, now, here's what's really interesting: my mother-in-law, Sarah, and again, she's 91. She turns off the sound for every game. She does not listen to anybody. Um, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I don't have a lot of grievances with too many broadcasters. And you mentioned the Tony Romo controversy. I, I agree with you. The first year, I think he was brilliant. But lately, he's become more of a fan, not an insider. And I think, right. I, I think he does need to study a little bit more because he's away from the game. That actually bothers me about Tom Brady taking a year off. He's going to be a year off not sitting in the in the room looking at videos going over, you know, Omaha, Omaha and stuff like that. So um, at, at the same time too, you know, you go back to like, for instance, I love Gus Johnson. I, you know, and everybody goes, Oh, he's too much. No, he's not. He's perfect. He gets excited. Like we do. He gets excited about both teams. So I like Gus Johnson. Um, but I do like, I love Olson. I think Olson's really good. And his, his partner, um, Kevin, what's Kevin's last name? Kevin Burkhart. Burkhardt, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. I think he's great because he stays out of it. And, they talk and to too me, much. They all talk too much. Chris Collier talks Burkhardt too much. Does. I talk too much. It's always you have to make and, and they, what these announcers do in all sports, they explain sports to you that you already know. Chris Collier, well, I love the guy. You know, yeah. but there's guys that'll go, you know what? There's two minutes to go in the game. It's a fourth and three. If they don't make this conversion, the game's over. We know that. We fucking know that. You know. You, you got to stop treating the audience if they don't know what, what they're looking at. 
Because most people watch football, uh, watch football, and the casual viewers don't care. They're either into fantasy football or they care about their, you know, they 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 they, they care about their fantasy, yeah, fantasy leagues, or they're betting on the game. So I, I agree I'll give you stating- Gus Johnson's great, but every 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 play is exciting to him. He goes, it's well, fourth and, and I, three I for the. It's fourth down and three for the Longhorns on the A and M thirty-two yard line. A run up the middle. He got it. He got it. Okay, get easy. <laughs> Just a run up the middle, Gus. You know. Yeah, great. I, I yeah, get you're the, right. The, the stating of the obvious. I, I get that. Um, and and the, the other thing too is you got to remember uh, the majority of fans now are really educated on right. a lot of the games. So it's kind of like, tell me something new. Tell me something new. So you're right. Give me something new. Give me a story I haven't heard before. Yeah. So. Uh, I agree with you on that. Okay. All right. Now it's time for the famous fish memes. Okay. What are we gaping at this week, fish? It's it's a spider came up the water spout. Out came the gun and wiped the fucker out. That's 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 what we're teaching our kids now. The gun come out. That's 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 the new that's the new culture, kids. Okay. Look at this. I don't know if this is Pocahontas or Mona Lisa, but they're definitely on meth. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Oh my gosh! Is that Mona Lisa or Pocahontas? I can't tell. I think it's Mona Lisa. Okay, or it's supposed to be anyway. Wow, <laughs> boy! <I haven't> seen- <laughs> even, even 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 gorillas are. That's a baboon. <laughs> that's a baboon with a big belly. He just can't see his penis envy. You know, it's just it's very very very. Actually, we're, we're gonna years. we're gonna have a little story about that later. But he hasn't seen his you know what and. <laughs> Three years, horrible. Oh. Look at it. Speaking about penises, look at this guy. Never oh sniffed Viagra. <laughs> He's got a nose. There was a guy named Jimmy Durante who used to be a comedian many, many years ago. You know, if you know Susie like I knew Susie, oh, oh, look at my nose. That's what he talked. Look at that nose on that guy. My God. Yeah. That's the kind you- of guy. If, if that was a friend of mine, I would say, go outside, Joe. Why? What's the weather in San Diego? He's <laughs> uh, 78 marine layer, you know? Oh. Wow. Can you imagine that? Wow. Imagine walking wow. out. Yeah. That's a leg coming out of a toilet. A lot of stuff. Imagine a leg coming out of a toilet and you think, okay, where's the rest of the body? But I thought that was kind of cute. Look at this guy. This guy's like David Crosby, rest in peace. But if, you, if you're walking along the beach in San Diego or Myrtle Beach or any beach you want to go to in any country, what if you came across yeah. that? <laughs> Cross between a how, mermaid and a whale. How did he? <laughs> good. How did they let him out? You know. No. Now we all there, there's always someone for everybody. I love the, with the world culture that they want to make everyone feel good. And if you and I were drunk in the '80s, we might have slept with one someone like this. But now there's a Barbie doll that looks like that. <laughs> wow. Is it really? They, I, I guess so. They need to be. Look, there. Why does everyone have to be good looking like you, John? There's people yeah. that look like that. She's attractive. Yes. I, I would have made. Absolutely. I would have made that doll without the double chin. But you know what? There's someone for everyone. Maybe she could date that guy. You know who knows? There you go. There's a little accent right there. What's this one right here? Meanwhile, in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't stage. That's actual true. I found that. The guy's just laying there with his head down. Are you kidding me? Yikes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, what's your, wait, 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 guy, we have one more. 
don't worry, ladies, ladies, toilet paper problems are solved. <laughs> and you don't need a gummy for that. You just, it's one of those blow dryers you see in a restroom and she, she's picking her skirt up and picking her leg up and, and drying off. So, Hey, you know what, whatever wow. you really have to do to make it work. And I got one last one for you. You know, we talk about the Raiders and in 15 days, we'll know whether or not uh, franchise tags and, and trades can be consummated. You heard Aaron Rodgers went into a uh, like a, a chamber that is all completely dark, right? Yep. Well, he's watching the show right now. <laughs> uh huh. That's who it is. <laughs> hey, Rod. That's it, brother. That's great. And those are the fishy memes. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us here on Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, and everything in between, just like you do. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. You got a problem with us? Don't worry about it. Send comments or questions to this email, dailyfish1, the number one, at gmail.com. And don't forget, on Saturdays, we have the Daily Fish Hardlines with John Hardison from the Cost of Winning Podcast with betting news and sports betting tips for you as well. All right, now it is time for Schmuck Swag and the Drink of the Week. Fish first, who is our schmuck this week? I have to read my memories. I got to read this because you sent me this, and I said, this is great. So... It's it's a lending company filed a lawsuit. I had to read this last week against a California-based lawyer alleging she took ten million in loans for fake clients to fund a life living in Las and she's living in the Las Vegas hotel and gambling twenty-four-seven for six months of twenty twenty-two. If you if you want to fact check me, look up LDR International. That's a lot. Of, it's a schmucky move. It's a ballsy move, but wow. I mean, come on. I mean, how does that, who's the schmuck, the LDR or the, or the good, the, the woman that did this? I'm not giving her name out. So. Wow. All right. All right, fish. Let's see who's got the swag. Who are we going to be toasting this week, fish? Well, we lost some people. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for, I got a lot of them. You're going to, you're going to come up with one too. Let me get this icon for you. Yeah. Um, thank you to this lady right here. That's Raquel Welch. <laughs> All right. I got a better shot of her. This is yeah. now I grew up with Raquel Welch cause that's what she looked like when I was 13 years old. All right. And yeah. I want to thank her because there's a muscle we all have in the middle of our body. And when, when you're 13, you wonder why, wow, wow, wow. And you start playing with it. This is the most, one of the most elegant women, ambassadors, actresses, models. And she passed away last week at the age of 82. But one of the greater sex symbols in the history of America. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. every kid, every kid, you know, who was born by 1950 had a poster of her and i don't know if that there's a there's another poster unlike the other picture that they had on their on their bedroom wall absolutely oh my god well you remember the outfit you wore in one million years bc or famous movie it was, it, that yeah. was 1971 or it was it was eye dropping how cutting edge it was for 1971 you could see you could almost see through the loincloth and see you know where the, where yep. the gummy goes anyways um <laughs> so we're gonna do a couple of you go one i'll go i got we got four swags we're gonna end with michael jordan but i'm gonna bring up a guy and then you bring up the one that you want to bring okay. up um one of the guys that i really respected as an announcer brought up announcer that i did listen to was tim mccarver tim mccarver yeah. passed away a couple of days ago and he I mean, he's, you know, he would tell great stories about Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, one of the great Hall of Fame <laughs> pitchers, would go when, you know, pitchers do like, catchers do this, you know, one, two, three, fastball, curveball, slider. And Gibson would go like this. 
He called him up and he says, if you don't catch the ball, I fucking throw you. I'm going to hit you in the nuts with the next. <laughs> it's going to bounce on the bounce on the plate and hit you in the nuts. We told great stories about Bob Gibson. But you know Tim McCarver, because he was an announcer for many, many years of Fox Sports and did a lot of games with Joe Buck before John Smalls took over. So rest in peace to him. Give me another one, John. Well, let me let me add on to Tim McCarver. I actually played in, a, in Yogi Berra's celebrity golf event, and I was paired with Tim McCarver. So I had a full day with him. I got to tell you, one of the nicest guys in the world. Just a sweetheart. The way he was on camera is exactly how he was in person. Uh, he did tell those kind of stories about Gibby, but he also said Gibby was a great guy. And I met Bob Gibson, too. I spent time with him at another event. He was a great guy as well. Rest in peace as well. Uh, here's the one I'd like to add as well. Richard Belzer, uh, comedian, uh, cop actor. He died this weekend at 78. If you get a chance to read some of the obits, he had had some heart problems and he knew he was dying. And his last words were four letter words, really being pissed off because he did not want to go. Say one. Uh, Just say one. Say one. One. One, one four letter word that he said. Say it. He said fish. <laughs> and so at the same time, too, he was, I thought he was a, a fabulous actor. I thought he was a funny comedian. Uh, I loved watching him on the, all the cop shows there. So uh, he's, he's, he's the he's the other one that i had there too Let, let's end it with this swag this is this guy's the greatest look look at that read that michael jordan yeah. to donate 10 million dollars to make a wish i mean that's that's a lot of money that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of money anyways but to do that is just and he does that a lot and he doesn't michael jordan doesn't publicize a lot of things that he does that came out and he wasn't you know happy about all that coming out but kudos to him that's a swag move Okay, before we go to the drink of the week, also, there's a new movie coming out called Air that Ben Affleck is doing, and it is getting really good. It's not coming out until, I think, like April. It's getting really good early reviews because they don't even show Michael Jordan in it, and it's about his family, and it's about how uh, how Knight with, um, with Nike turned around that company by betting on a kid coming out of North Carolina who hadn't done anything yet and they knew exactly what it was. And it's all the, and Affleck, the way he described, it's all the behind the scenes stories you've never heard before and, and how difficult it was. I am dying to watch that. I think that's going to be great. Let me jump in. The story is that Affleck actually plays Phil Knight and Matt Damon plays one of the salespeople that tries to sell Phil Knight on Michael Jordan. And that's his whole career that this yeah. is going to be the guy to turn the company around. It's Sonny Vaccaro. It was Sonny yeah. Vaccaro. And right. Sonny Vaccaro lived in Vegas for a long time. He was yeah. there doing all the, he would do all those, uh, they'd bring the kids in, the Nike uh, the Nike tournaments there. So, yeah, so it has a lot of great Vegas connections as well. But I'm, I'm dying to see it. But, yeah, you're right. You you, you nailed that as far as uh, figuring out. But, but Affleck, I, I, I'm dying to see this. I think it's going to yeah. be great. All right. What's our drink of the week? We're, we're, You're drinking we're, we're, it. We, I, just, I just got a text during the show that I got to work tonight. So oh. uh, this is Trace Generations and coffee. But actually, with me, it's orange juice right now because I'm drinking. <laughs> but John's drinking Trace Generations and coffee. Um, Trace Generations, we have it at Chuck's Tavern. We have it in the Plata. We have it in the Anejo and the Reposado. Uh, a great tequila. John brought, brought something in a couple where in the Cranston show about mezcal on coffee. Yeah. So when I, I, I always throw a little bit of my coffee. And so... Go for it. Okay, here we go. And uh, cheers. And to our. Hmm. To all everyone. To our all the people. Well. Rest, rest in peace, Belzer. Raquel. Absolutely. Raquel, thank you for many moments. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you for educating you. Yes. Yeah, thank right, thank so you for thank you for the towel and lotion sales up in 1973. <laughs> The Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town in Vegas night. where fish is there overnight. Even tonight, you can do it tonight. Say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's, S-H-U-C-K-S, Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. And Fish, before I dive into it, you know, on uh, Undercover Jet Setter, my travel food, wine, and mixology show, um, we actually have a ton of coffee booze recipes. And I'd love to get that because we do a Mexican coffee that's kind of similar to it. So if you go to Undercover Jet Setter, just go under, on YouTube, go to Undercover Jet Setter Coffee. And we've got about 10 or 15 coffee recipes for you there too as well. So take a look at that. Nice plug. Way to build your brand, John. That's the way to do it. Again, yeah, this is Daily brand, Fish. John. Don't worry this about this, Joe. We're about other we are on... to do. Good. What else? Facebook. We're Banyan Hill. What else are you doing, John? <laughs> wait, wait, I'll tell you many other things. Yeah, All right, going. folks, we're Daily Fish, and we're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. You can subscribe there. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV and also Hey Vegas TV. You can also check out our posts and our news um, postings that we have on Daily Fish on Twitter and Daily Fish on Facebook. All right, folks, we're going to jump into a little bit of controversy here. I got to tell you, Fish, um, I think America is getting a little scary. I mean, there were four people shot, one killed last night in New Orleans during a, a, a Bacchus festival. Um, we've had more than one mass shooting each day this year. Um, I got to think it's, you know, it's kind of scary down here, but I got to think it's pretty scary where you are in Vegas. I mean, are, does, does this, do you think about this? Yes. Rich, in my work, I think about it. I think about it all the time. But what do you do? We're not doing, we don't do anything about it. We talk about it. We've had it on people on it. We talked about it on the show. We're not doing anything about it. So if you ask the people that are big gun advocates, they think everyone should be armed and they should sell things like the old West. And that's made me, may, may, may would be coming to, you know. So there's no sense of talking about it since we don't do anything about it. When 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 every president stands there in front of a podium and said we got to assault ban assault weapons, they don't do it. So who cares? If you're not going to do anything about it, and you make fun of other countries, I tell you, I I my nieces call me from Australia and I go, hello Uncle E, how you doing? They call me Mate, how you doing, Mike? Uh, we we can't move to America because we heard that uh, there's too many mass shootings at Mike, and. They've had a mass shooting there since 1988. You know what gun people will tell you? If we got rid of guns, people would take knives to each other. And they're right. They're, they're, we are a violent society. We talked about boxing earlier. Now the UFC and slap fighting is happening. And uh, I, I get up frustrated because being the greatest country in the world, we're never going to do anything. Not in our lifetimes, John, but in our 30 years, that we'll, we will never tackle the gun problem. Never. There's too many. There's 100 million black market guns out there. How are you going to? Look at the background check. The guy that won a Michigan State University, right? He, he was a felon. Couldn't pass a background check. Someone gave him a gun. You know? No. It's, it's, it's frustrating because as a society that's, that's, that's not a third world country, you think you can fix things. Um, and you try and fix things. You're always about technology. What technology does John Daly have to fix this? There's none. Well, they're working on some where you'd, you'd have to 
if it's your gun and you're registered for it, only you can shoot it. And they're trying to work on something like that. Is that there yet? No, it's not there yet. Um, I, to me, it's just, it, it's gone way extreme. I'm actually for the Second Amendment. I'm, I'm okay. I'll give you a great story. Uh, I was actually hosting an event. This was in, in, uh, in the Hollywood area. I was emceeing the event. And as the event was finishing, uh, the woman who became a good friend, um, who put it on, I said, well, let me walk you to your car since it's kind of late at night. She goes, no, you don't have to. And I go, well, no, I, I'll, I'm more than happy. She goes, no, you don't have to. And I think she thought I was trying to hit on her. Or I was trying to. And so I said, no, I just, I feel kind of, you know, I wouldn't be courteous. And she goes, I have a gun. I'm okay. And I thought, oh, that's really good. Now she became a good friend and she began talking to her. She said, she goes, I'm out late at night doing different things. She says, I'm, I want to be packing. And I go, man, I get that hundred percent. My problem is, is that you, you just can't be carrying a semi-automatic weapon. That's the thing that gets me. Those are, those are guns of war. And that was not part of it. And everybody goes, no, it says in the second amendment about, you know, having a militia that you're allowed to do that. And so, okay, well then fine. It never said anything about refrigerators. I think we should all get rid of our refrigerators in our houses. So get rid of our refrigerators. They never said anything about refrigerators. Why do we have refrigerators? So to me, it just, it doesn't make sense at all. So I agree with you. I, I think there, I think there needs to be something done, but I'm not saying wipe out guns or take everybody's gun from them. I'm not no, saying that. no, no. You can't take away the second amendment. I'll cut you off on that one. Like I always do. Um, but we don't do anything about it. So why talk about it? It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's unfortunately, and it's scary. And I think about it. We all, it's, it's just the way our lives are. And, you know, do you, let me ask you, John, do you walk around sometimes and wonder why humans still walk the planet or how? Um, I, you know, I know where you're going with that. Uh, no, because I do think the majority of people in the world are trying to be beneficiary for everybody. Uh, I do I think, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I still think, you know, I mean, you know, look at climate change. People are thinking that, that that's going to end the world at some point. And, uh, um, but, um, you know, and nothing, nothing will end the world. The world. The, the, the sun's got over a billion years left. When the sun burns yeah. out, that ends the world. We could we could take each other out, but there'll still be animals or whatever the world looks like. If there was a god, uh, uh, some kind of apocalypse and all humans were off the planet, mm -hmm. then you're still going to see the, the, the it's going to regenerate. The, it's going to be a, um, what's it called? When, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm freezing my balls off. Um, Pandemic? Reincarnation. The oh. reincarnation of the world, that's never going to happen. Could we take ourselves out? I don't know, Debbie down here like you are. Yes. You know, if I don't, <laughs> even there's an ice age, the people, some people will survive of, of all these things that happen and there'll be a new world, you know? At some point. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be watching and listening to Daily Fish. All right. Hey, are, are you, are you, do you find yourself more cordial or less cordial around people? I'm more cordial. I'm a bartender, but I've learned some tips. I, I learned years ago. Um, what what disin what disingenuous is? You, I you'll never hear me say to a customer, "How are you?" Mm -hmm. Because about 15 years ago, no, 20 years ago, I said, "Hey, how are you?" And you don't really give a shit when you say that. Just a, it's just yeah, it's yeah, a hello. hello. And the guy goes, "I'm doing shit." You know, you really want to know I'm doing like, and I had to listen to this guy tell me why he was doing shit <laughs> and hit problems with his wife and his mother and all kinds of shit like that. So whenever I see a customer, I say, "Welcome." Am I more cordial? Yes. You know, I like to walk ladies out to their car late night at Shugs. That's the way I was raised. 
that's the way I was read. My, my, I'm going with this. Our younger kids were raised like that. I like to open the car door uh, for my wife still. I mean, as much as you, I talk about dicks and pussies and this and that, you know, I have civility. And I wonder if the younger generation is being raised that way, that, that you just be nice to someone. Be nice. Just, just be nice. You know, and if, yeah. and if they're not nice to you, still be nice. So at least at the end of the day, you could say, well, I tried. Yeah, I'm nice to everybody thinking they might have a gun, so I don't want them dissing at me. So I'm always nice to everybody. So, um, hey, another question. Um, You've you mentioned this earlier. Um, if you have money, are you obligated to give to the needy? I explain that because you, you you brought that up. Are there circumstances and, and what exactly do you mean? I don't know if people, you know, people, we, we tend to have a caste system in life, especially in America, that we that we deify our athletes and our actors and our actresses and we make them and the celebrities that they're better because they are. They entertain us and they make a ton of money. Do I think they're obligated? They could do what they want. But I don't know if it was me and I had all, all, all that kind of money and one day hopefully I do. Got to give back. I just think it's human nature to give back. If you're a multimillionaire, you're going down the street and you're limousine and you live in malibu and you see some homeless people how do you look at yourself in the mirror and say i'm lucky even though i'm talented i'm a lucky one lebron james is a gives back like no other person but he realizes that at 13 years old he had a talent and someone gave him money at 13 and said this guy could put a, a, a basketball in a hoop and he and he took that and went off to production companies and and just a phenomenal career uh in the nba and also in entertainment same thing with uh, with 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 actors and actresses to make twenty five million in film. I don't. I, I I just have to think through human nature. You talk about the good in people, so the gun thing and 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 apocalypse and that. I think the good in people says that you know what I have money. Well, I can't take I hate cliches, but they can't take it with them. You know, I don't know. What do you think? I, I actually think a, a lot of them do give back. I mean, you know, a lot of the guys I know. Uh, you know, who are big time celebrities played in a lot of celebrity golf events with me. So a lot of them gave up their time uh, to do that. And a lot of them also donated at the same time, too. Um, I, I always think that, uh, you know, and I always I always remember the the one, <laughs> the one story when I was in Vegas, when uh, I was a news anchor there, we had the story uh, and uh, about this guy who was panhandling on the street corner in Vegas there. And Glenn Meek, our investigative reporter, who we got to get on the show sometime, he followed this guy after he was finished panhandling. The guy walked a few blocks and he got into his nice Cadillac and drove away. And and it's it was it was a fabulous story. Uh, but at the same time, too, it's a good it's a good lesson for people is that you should give. But I would say make sure you're giving to a reputable nonprofit that, you know, and then I would also say donate your time. I mean, if you can't, if you don't have the money or you don't want to do that, donate your time. I mean, I try to do that to a lot. I've got a, I'm, I'm seeing in a big event for a children's museum uh, coming up really soon. See, and that's nothing to bark at. Let me tell you. So, um, but that's, that's the way I would do it. All right, Fish, you teased this before. And uh, I, I know you've been, you've been investigating this. You've been doing some, you know, extra work to really get your hands into this. Um, and it was some, it's a topic very near and dear to you. Can you, can you talk about it? Can you, can you, can you unzip it for us? Yeah. USA, USA just said they did a USA today did a study 
or they found a study that from 1940 to 1942 to between 2021, 56,000 men have been tested and found out that the average penis size has gone up 24% in the last 29 years. <laughs> and my, my take on this is who are they, who, who's the 56,000 men? Are they a certain race? Are they just, you know, they are uh, not in Ireland, that's for sure. Ah, you said it, I didn't. But I think that's, I, I think that's great. The one thing I could say is if, if the last 29 years, if penis size went up 24%, could you imagine what my son's 30? In 2059, his, his dick's going to grow to 24%. How great is that? That when you're 60s, you're going to look like John, you're going to look like John Holmes or Chocolate Thunder. I think it's, and the fact that we, we have researchers that do this kind of research, I love this country sometimes. Well, and, you know, you got to think with all the, uh, you know, Viagra and all those, you know, it's probably just, hey, they're just stretching it more so it can grow longer. So that's probably a good thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you uncovered this fish. And do, do you know anybody who was in that test? Who? <laughs> no ED products for this motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, look, I think it's great. Imagine that. Um, hi, honey, I'm getting paid a thousand dollars by by the Johnson Company to go over and have them measure my Johnson for the next 29 years. <laughs> it's great. That's great. That's why they call them fish. All right, folks, we are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We at sports, entertainment, politics, and as you just heard, everything in between. Again, we're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can check us out on YouTube and Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV at HeyVegasTV.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Also use all those channels to hear our interview chats with our special guests throughout the week. And we also have the hard line coming up with all this, his betting advice. That'll be on Saturday. So make sure to tune in and get that as well. And also, if you have any questions or you have any responses, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Now, I got to tell you before we go fish, you and Hardline really dissed hard on me when I wasn't there last week because I had I had to go. I, I was getting a bikini wax at the time, so I missed the uh, I missed the broadcast. So I had it scheduled, and I didn't want to miss it. But you guys were dissing on me, like you know, like I get I get scared all the time when oh, when you start talking about about things. Do I really do that? You just do this. You go. You make you make a thing like you'll you'll bump back you're like you know if I bring up something because you you're all into your brand you you know um, you 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 know it's funny when we talk on the phone John I'm 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 gonna put under the bus right now he'll throw f bombs and s bombs and stuff like that but when we come on Daily Fish which you could say those things there's no FCC regulations against what you could say yeah you can go in Facebook jail or YouTube jail if you if you show a video that they don't want or you don't have the rights to. But other than saying the C word, see you next Tuesday, you can say anything, you know. And I have a fucking potty mouth. I know that I try and uh, say less shit. But, John, you bring up a subject matter. And when I brought those, go look at the show, John. When I said vagina gummies, where's he going with this, you know? And, and <laughs> you know, look, we both can't be the same. You could be the, you could be the, uh, the, the proper choir of altar boy. And I, I'm, I, I'm the guy. I'm the guy down the street that wore the leather jacket and smoked a cigarette and banged your well, sister. <laughs> well, just, just, you know, if, if you just think about, I'm just, I'm indoctrinated. I'm indoctrinated with the FCC 
because I started on camera in 1984 and I followed the rules because I didn't want to get thrown out. And I, and I talked to you about, you know, I had, you had to follow the contracts as well of, of what the stations were telling you, you couldn't, couldn't say. So for the most part, um, John, uh, and I'm and the, the other thing too, this show, you could curse. People want you to curse. Yeah, you didn't know that a peach looked like an asshole. You didn't. And that's the funniest thing. Ben, I'm like, don't, don't. Let me do all the cursing. You, you, could we, we can't be the same on the show. We got to be well, opposite to if, so. if I started cursing, everyone's going to say, oh, you're fish. No, you wouldn't. No, I'm the only one fish. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm vile and crude and, and I'm a good guy. Great man. But I mean, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, and I'm not saying, like I said, you went to go get a bikini. Like, you never got a bikini wax. I know what you were doing. You were golfing. You had to be golfing on last Saturday. What? I was going. I was in an event. Yeah. yeah. So, so you gave up. You gave up a, a chance to be on camera to golf. You know. I know. Hard to wow. believe. All right, let's get out of here. All right, big boy. Hey, appreciate it, folks. Thanks for watching us. Daily Fish we come to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We'll see you definitely on Saturday uh, with the Daily Fish Hardlines, and then we'll be back here next Monday. Check out Daily Fish on Twitter and Daily Fish on. YouTube, as well as Facebook, you'll see all the different things that we're posting and you'll, you'll actually see some goofy stuff and even portions of this show. And Nikki Minx, thanks for watching here and being on with us. So.